Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. I'm Faraz Sadiqi. We're going to go over the top 20 waiver wire pickups for week nine. Uh, I want to hit on some news real quick and talk about last night's game as well. Uh, let's start with that. Absolutely brutal performance by the Raiders. Okay, the frustration is just mounting, right? Devontae Adams pissed one catch for 11 yards, slamming his helmet on the sidelines, right? Jacoby Myers, you know, one catch for 19 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he, he was asked how does his offense get fixed. Uh, he said that it, that isn't his job to figure out. Shots fired to Josh McDaniels. Uh, these guys had no catches at halftime. Michael Mayer had no catches at halftime. He still had that full-time role that we were hoping for, yet no catches at halftime. Okay, only one catch for 19 yards as well for the game for him. Josh McDaniels is seriously on the hot seat, man. It looks like the, he has lost his players, especially on offense. Uh, you know, these guys might have cost you a win last night. Blame it on Josh McDaniels. Uh, but, you know, just leave it to these dysfunctional teams to, to, to do that. You know, it just really sucks. There's not much you can do at this point. You know, you got to hope it gets better. Otherwise, you'd just be selling these guys super low. Uh, Jacoby, you know, was a high-end wide receiver too all year. You know, they could bounce back, but there's going to be some – there's, there's going to, you know, have to be some changes here going into next week. On the other side, the guys you need to come through came through. Amon Ra went for 100 yards again. Sam Laporta did his thing, 8 for 57 and a touchdown. And Jameer Gibbs, are you still wondering why we were so high on Jameer Gibbs coming into the year? And if you were wondering about that, are you still wondering now? 26 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown, 5 catches for 37 yards on top of that, 32 touches in this game. The Lions have the bye now. David Montgomery might be back after that. But after these two performances by Gibbs, I don't know how this coaching staff just rides Montgomery the way that they were before he got hurt. Gibbs, you know, he has to have earned a role at this point. You know, he's led all running backs in rushing over the last two weeks. He leads all qualifying running backs in yards per carry over the last two weeks. He leads all running backs in percentage of runs to go over 15 yards. 
and now they have the buy to figure out how they want to do that, right? There's a reason why we were all so high on Gibbs coming into the season. Like, this is why. Guys like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey didn't need to be the primary rushers, and they didn't have to have the goal line role during their rookie seasons to be a fantasy RB1 in PPR formats. In fact, they only averaged like seven carries a game, but they did average five catches per game, and that's really all they needed. That's the type of role we need for Gibbs after the bye. This is the optimistic view, of course, but there's definitely a world you know, where we go back to see Montgomery carrying the load. That's definitely possible. Uh, what percentage would I give it? I don't know, like a 60-40 chance that Montgomery ends up taking that full rollback, right? We'll see. All right, some news real quick. It's looking like Clayton Toon will be getting the start for the Cardinals this week. Apparently, Jonathan Gannon looked at the film this week uh, right after the game and, and said that uh, – first he said that he was going to start, right? And then the next day he's like, actually, never mind. So this seems like kind of weird, kind of fishy to me. Uh, it could be a combination of the fact that one of these guys can't be traded today on Tuesdays, the trading deadline. Uh, you know, particularly Dobbs. I'm, I'm also talking about Kyler Murray, too. There's a possibility he gets dealt. You never know. You know, Arizona just reclaimed the number one spot in the 2024 NFL draft with their loss on Sunday. So they might want to try and hold on to that spot. That could be what they're doing here. Uh, they also have the Browns this week. Kind of messed up to just throw Clayton Toon out there, you know, in Cleveland against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, there is a chance that Kyler Murray plays this week. I think that door is still open, according to Tom Pelissera. But we'll see. Sean Mavay said that, the, that Matthew Stafford is day-to-day with a UCL sprain in his thumb. Who knows if he's actually day-to-day or not. We've seen day-to-day tags being placed on Rams players who ended up on IR. Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams. You know, so who knows? For now, I'm holding Cooper Cup. I'm holding Puka Nakua. I don't want to trade them for peanuts right now in case Stafford ends up being okay in a, in a week or two. I think best case scenario is that he misses this week through the bye and then is back week 11 good to go and able to grip the ball. That might be wishful thinking, you know. So if you, I, I get it if you want to just move on from these guys. Um, but, like, I, I just I feel like if you, if you do trade them right now, you'll kind of be trading them for peanuts um, and because of the fact that, you know, Matthew Stafford is banged up right now. Um, that's, that's my concern. So if, if you can trade them, these guys, and you can get really, really good compensation back, and you think you can, then go for it, because then you'll mitigate your risk by doing that. Kenny Pickett is practicing on a limited basis, but there's a chance he can't go on Thursday night against the Titans. Either way, you probably want to have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens in your lineup in a good matchup against the Titans, even if Mitch Trubisky starts. Another week of no Justin Fields is going to be the Tyson Badgett show against the Saints once again. DJ Moore is going to be a wide receiver three for me this week. Leonard Fournette has signed with the Bills. This has massive implications for James Cook rest of season. According to Fantasy Life Utilization, Cook went from 52% of the rushing attempts to 65% of the rushing attempts to 74% of the rushing attempts over the last three weeks. Okay, so that was improving. So things were on the up for James Cook, but now Fournette coming in. The goal line role thing is obvious. Like when they get down there, it's eventually going to be Fournette with that role. James Cook has seen 17% of the Bills carries inside the five-yard line this year, and Latavius Murray has seen 50% of them. All that is likely going Fournette's way at this point. We've seen Fournette trusted on passing downs as well, and I think putting Latavius Murray into run routes 
over James Cook made zero sense. Putting Fournette to run routes over James Cook is going to make zero sense, but I bet you it happens. 1.37 yards per route run for James Cook this year. Pretty good considering he only has an 8% target share for the season. You have Latavius Murray getting games of 45% and 41% and 37% route participation. Like, what is happening here? This makes zero sense to me. And now Fournette coming in, you know, if Murray can get that work, Fournette can get it too. Okay, so pick up Fournette. I'm not even sure James Cook can be a better fantasy option the rest of the way this year than Devin Singletary was for the Bills last year. At least Devin Singletary was getting like, you know, 70% of snaps. And I I don't think that's going to be happening for James Cook this year. All right, before we move to the waiver wire, guys, please hit follow on the podcast, on your podcast app. A lot of people listen to the show, but don't hit that follow button. It helps us out a ton. Uh, You'll also get the podcast in your feed as well. So that that would help you as well. But if you can throw in a five-star review, that would mean the world too. All right, waiver wire time. Let's go. At number one, I have Trey McBride. Now, Josh Dobbs, not starting this week throws a bit of a wrench into this. I'm not worried about Kyler because once he takes over, assuming he doesn't get traded, he's going to target the best receivers. And McBride is one of their best receivers right now. McBride's only behind Travis Kelsey in yards per route run this year among all tight ends with 20 or more targets. The guys after him, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Sam Laporta, and TJ Hawkinson. He's also Pro Football Focus's fourth highest rated receiving tight end this year behind Kelsey Kittle and Andrews. So we're always looking for those tight ends who can provide some sort of positional advantage. And when we can identify them, we have to take those shots. And by the way, if you listen to this show, if you've been paying attention on Instagram, you would already have McBride on your roster. I have Daryl Henderson at two. You have another fill in this week, you know, in a good matchup against Green Bay. He's in a timeshare with Royce Freeman, uh, who's actually been more efficient than Daryl Henderson on the ground uh, two weeks in a row. But it's been Henderson who's been getting more work. And even though Freeman got the touchdown last week, I think most weeks Henderson will get the first crack at that. He ended up taking the ball to the two-yard line when Freeman came in and got the touchdown. Um, I do have Freeman at at five on this list. So if Henderson is already rostered and you need someone to fill in in a good matchup, I think he's a solid flex play this week. I think he's a good pickup. At three, I have Leonard Fournette. We talked about him already. He's not someone I'm willing to throw in my lineup this week. I think it's going to be a little bit of a waiting game with him to see how his role shakes out. Again, you're picking him up because he has a chance to be the goal line back on a good offense. There's a chance he gets 10-plus touches on top of that, and he has a chance of running running some routes as well. So I covered that a little bit earlier in the show when we talked about that, so just rewind this a little bit if you want more details and you missed it. At four, I have Tank Dell. Uh, I'm not overly discouraged about Dell's performance this past week. I do know that he had a couple of games with a high target share earlier this year before he got concussed. This entire offense, you know, came out of their bye pretty sluggish. Uh, I think he sh- still should be rostered. Nico Collins was still the most targeted Texans wide receiver, and that was expected. But Tank did run the most routes of any of these wide receivers. And once this offense finds its footing again, which it will, right, we could see some productivity here from Tank Dell. Um, they do have an exploitable matchup this week against Tampa Bay. So I'm fine throwing Tank, De- Tank Dell uh, in my lineup as a flex this week. I have Royce Freeman at five. We talked about him already. Uh, let's see. Who else do I have? I, Amari Demarcado. Did I have him next? Let me see. Hold on. Let me, let me just make sure. Um, I had Taysom Hill actually at number six. Taysom Hill is getting this non-traditional role, right, as a tight end. 
Now, Juwan Johnson was back last week. Uh, he didn't have a full route participation, but it didn't matter because Taysom Hill's production came in the run game. He was supplementing Alvin Kamara despite these other running backs being healthy. Now, this is something that probably won't continue the rest of the year. We've seen Taysom Hill come in, and we've seen him just completely disappear from the offense. And we've seen these you know, few weeks of like ridiculous production because you, you can throw him in your tight end spot, which is awesome, but you know it disappears a whole lot. So that's my concern with Taysom Hill. I definitely want to pick him up just in case it does continue, um, and I'm fine throwing him in my lineup this week until it ends up not happening anymore at the tight end position. Uh, but I am concerned that this is just a something that doesn't last as long, especially as Juwan Johnson starts getting healthy again. Amari Demarcado, I have him at seven. He was the guy once again for the Cardinals last week, but it is worth noting that the snaps came down to 55%, and Keontae Ingram took a lot of the passing down work away from him. He ran 10 more routes than Demarcado in this game. Not something I was expecting. I thought Demarcado would would have that role fully. Um, now, this week, the Browns, you know, they're going up against the Browns. They're not this amazing rushing defense, right? But they're a good defense overall. They're a very good defense overall. So if Clayton Toon is getting the start, I'm just a little bit worried about this entire offense. Still, if you need a desperate running back play, I think Demarcado is a solid pickup if available because, you know, you saw the volume that he got 20 carries this past week. That is something. I have Zach Charbonnet at number eight. He had more snaps than Kenneth Walker this past Sunday. He had seven total opportunities to Walker's 10. Uh, can, can this be the, you know, Charbonnet moving in on Walker a little bit in terms of, you know, this this becoming a little bit of a timeshare? Maybe, but I, I think it's more about Walker missing a couple practices this week with the calf injury, limiting his workload. It's worth noting that Charbonnet did look good, okay? But we did see something like this earlier uh, earlier in the year in week three when Walker's rushing attempts went from 77% to 55%, right? But it just sprung back up to 71%, 76%, and 79% the three weeks after that. And also, like, Walker's, like, he's playing really good this year. Like, his missed tackles for us, his, his yards after contact, like, he's playing really well, okay? So I, I think they're going to continue to use him as, as their workhorse. Sam Howell's at nine. I talked about, about him on the last episode. Um, so, you know, I hope you started him as one of our starts of the week, right? Like straight up is he's had three top seven, top seven finishes. I should say, actually in three of his last four weeks, he was the overall QB one in week eight, and he can be started moving forward, uh, as a QB one, not the best matchup going into new England this week. So not this amazing start, but he's definitely a fringe QB one option regardless at this point. Demario Douglas is at 10 this week. Kendrick Bourne will be out for the year with a 20 ACL. There is a solid chance that Douglas leads the Patriots in targets the rest of the way. In week seven, he jumped to a 76% route participation, and then that jumped again to 84% this past Sunday, which was the most of any Patriots wide receivers uh, or tight ends. He held the team. He led the team in targets as well. Uh, on a per route basis this year, he's leading the team in target rate, and he looks good. Like, there was a lot of hype around him in Patriots camp this offseason, and now he's getting close to this full-time role as a six-round six rookie, okay? So there could be something here. I like him personally. He passes the eye test for me as well. I talked about it, you know, a couple days, you know, in the last episode. So I think we roster him and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's also worth noting that they're going up against Washington this week, right? I think he's an upside flex play. I really do. 
Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. All right, let's see. Who do I have next? I have uh, Logan Thomas next. I think if you need a streaming tight end, he had a solid week this past week. Sam Howell's doing his thing. I think you can throw in Logan Thomas in your tight end spot if you need one. Michael Wilson, I have him at 12. This isn't for me to want to start him this week against Cleveland, you know, given the quarterback situation especially, but this is more about, you know, when Kyler Murray comes back. Does Michael Wilson end up seeing a higher target share? Does he end up, uh, you know, with more production because he has a better quarterback behind center here. Will Levis is at 13. Obviously, he had the huge debut, four touchdowns thrown. Uh, you know, he definitely should be picked up. He plays the Steelers on Thursday night. So if he ends up doing his thing on a short week against the Steelers, there's a very good chance that he ends up unseating Ryan Tannehill. He ends up being the guy for them the rest of the way. And then you have somebody who could be fantasy relevant. Okay, talk about him being a big body. I talk about him being potentially relevant near the goal line. Something to consider. Rashid Shaheed, man, like, you know, he kind of pops in and out of these waiver wire rankings. I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, if you need a spot start, if you need a wide receiver, if you need a flex desperately, why not take a shot on, on his upside? Because he had he's had these big upside games this year, right? And, you know, most of the time, like, he's giving you a super low floor. But, like, the upside is the upside, and it's there, right? So throw him in your lineup when you need it. He's like one of the most, like, elite separators downfield where he gets just wide open. Like, when, when, when the ball's in the air going to him, he's like he has, like, six, seven yards of separation at times. So I think he should be rostered because he's just one of those guys that you can throw in in a pinch whenever you need him. Quentin Johnston, you know, you know he's a little bit of a long-term ad for me, like a little bit more promising this past Sunday, right? It's kind of what you wanted to see. Now, Josh Palmer was definitely a little bit banged up for sure, but they the man, they manufactured some touches for Quentin Johnston. They started to use that yak ability that he was known for coming in. So this is a good sign for him. <laughs> he seemed a little like he was like stumbling and bumbling all over the place. Whatever. They started using him. There is some promise here. Like you guys know that I'm not the biggest QJ guy coming in. I had Josh Downs ranked above him moving coming into the coming into the NFL, but, you know, QJ is somebody with that first-round draft capital. Regardless, you still want to – and, you know, the listen, his his profile, it wasn't terrible. It's pretty good, okay? But he's somebody that you probably want to continue to bet on and not get too impatient with because, again, we're so used to these rookie wide receivers just coming out the gate and doing their thing. Stay a little patient if you can. Um, but I'm, with that being said, he's not a must-hold on your bench by any means. Okay, I'm just saying that don't give up on him and assume that he's just done. He's not going to do anything from here on out. 
just to wrap this up a little bit, Ty J Spears, you know, it doesn't look like Derrick Henry is going to get traded, but I put him on here just in case he does. But not only that, he can be potentially a spot started in PPR leagues, especially if the Titans end up being down in games, the Ty J Spears will be the guy on the field. Devin Singletary, you know, a 50-50 split with Damian Pierce this past week. The, the offense wasn't good. I already mentioned that, you know, they kind of came out to buy sluggish in better games when this offense is rolling a little bit. It is possible that Singletary is a lot more fantasy friendly. Okay. Khalil Shakir at 18, um, you know, the, the Bills were down some tight ends in this game, right? Multiple tight ends, right? Quentin Morris also. Dawson Knox. So they went a lot of three wide receiver sets, a lot of 11 personnel. Khalil Shakir ended up coming in and doing his thing, caught all of six of his passes for 90 plus yards. Um, you guys know from, from last offseason that Khalil Shakir was one of my favorite, uh, you know, like late, later round guys that I liked coming into the NFL. I, I was rooting for him. This is something that I was hoping for. Um, who, does it stick? Who knows, right? That's, that's my only issue here. Uh, Jonathan Mingo is at number 19. Uh, you know, he's starting to come on a little bit, right? Like he, he has a little bit of production, right? So if Bryce Young ends up taking this step forward, maybe, you know, in the second half of the year, it's not it's not just Adam Thielen. Like it could be Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo. Mingo, Mingo did run the most routes of any uh, Panthers wide receiver this past Sunday. Um, so, we, you know, we always see it, right? These, these the high draft capital, second round pick, right? Could break out later on in the year. So don't forget about Jonathan Mingo. Marvin Mims uh, at number 20 here, you know, does Jerry Judy get moved? Does Cortland Sutton get moved? It's possible, right? So if that's the case, you want Marvin Mims because that will clear, you know, that path for Marvin Mims to see near a full-time role, hopefully, um, because we've seen him, especially early on in the year, super, super efficient, right, on his targets. Um, serious deep threat as well, right? So uh, that that's the top 20 guys. Um, I have a bunch more. Like I have like how many guys? Like 35 waiver wire pickups for this week you can go on our website upperhandfantasy.com you can go check that out there make sure to sign up for the newsletter zach put up a cool like halloween themed newsletter today uh it's completely free it goes to your inbox email inbox every single morning so go check that out go to upperhandfantasy.com check out the waiver wire rankings you can also scroll all the way down the homepage and sign up for the newsletter as well that's gonna do it for this episode guys we appreciate you thanks a lot we'll talk soon see ya 2400 sports is an odyssey company 